Man, the geese are fired up today. They all have their, man, they all have their necks leaning way forward and they're swimming as fast as they can. A whole big flock of geese just landed. I'd say about 30 or 40 of them. Well, you're hearing all the ambient noises today. That's okay. That is the freight line off to my right. That's a single track that goes in and out of uh, Philadelphia. To the left are the Amtrak lines, the regional commuter lines and the metro liner that runs, I believe, all the way down to Florida and all the way up the coast. So I'm gonna close this window just a little bit. This is uh, episode 96, Finding Subjects. I'm Tony and it is New Year's Eve. I just wanted to get down here and sit somewhere quiet. <laughs> Although it doesn't seem like it's very quiet here, but I uh, just love it here. And I just wanted to say hello. A couple things I want to say to you today. I was um, laying there last night just thinking about New Year's Eve and the new year. And thinking about what I did last year and how we always gather with the same friends. And how much I enjoy being with those people. Because it's really nice because it's mostly their family and then there's a select few friends that are uh, invited to be there and it's kind of been a, a tradition to spend the time with those folks and they always have a little uh, fire pit out back and last year was great we had a lot of fun uh, <laughs> Lenny brought his grandmother's <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> he brought his grandmother's uh, recipe of brandy slush kind of like a slushy type of drink but I was feeling good <laughs> and I'm not really like a drinker right but uh, I, I think one cup of this uh, brandy slush grandma's <laughs> Lenny's grandma's slush <laughs> it's just funny because uh, I don't know it's, I just thought it was funny how much I liked it so after a, I think a, a glass a normal person would be like feeling pretty good but after three glasses <laughs> I was feeling pretty good and uh, I'm a I'm a happy guy when I get uh, you know drink a little bit, but like I said, I don't often drink. So I was sitting there, we we're just joking around with people. I was just looking around. I'm like, man, I wonder what the new year's going to bring. I wonder what resolutions I might make. To a saying that I say all the time, I may have mentioned this to you all before, but uh, as as young guys growing up in our 20s, we used to always joke around. This is the year. This is going to be the year. And and what that meant, it could, it could mean a whole bunch of things. This is the year, you know, we're going to get in shape. We're just going to have a great year. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go a lot of places, whatever. This is the year. And it just became a joke uh, between this group of like five or seven of us that we'd always hang around. We'd always travel together and just be goofs, you know, have a great time. And I said to my wife at New Year's, this is the year. I mean, she says it back to me. It's just a, like I said, it's a joke, a running joke. And I thought about my daughter, my youngest, moving to Australia and the future for my oldest and how proud I am of both of them. And then my personal goals of what I would like to achieve. We always want to lose weight. This is going to be the year. You know, it's sometimes like it's old, even me talking to that about myself. You know, yeah, let's go back a couple months when I would talk to you. I was doing really well, well. You know, I gained the, the COVID-10. You know, it's just how it is. We'll start over tomorrow, right? 
But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about a post that I put up on my personal Facebook account maybe three or four days ago. And it was me again, sitting back and contemplating life, sitting back and contemplating all the things that I think we think about when a New Year's comes. It's, uh, it's nice, but simultaneously it could be uh, sad for a lot of people. You know, um, we think back of the people that were in our lives that are no longer with us. And simultaneously we try to look forward to a, a better calendar year. And when we sit back and we look at all the things that happened this year, it's just, um, I'm not going to say you know, it couldn't get worse because it always could be worse. However, I'm just trying to keep it positive and think about the positives of this year of how I got to spend and continue to get to spend so much time with my, my daughters and my, and my wife. And we don't dislike each other after all this time, after spending so much time together I mean, we're playing games, you know, board games and such, and we have our quiet spaces that we go to. Um, I'm in my quiet space right now. <laughs> of course, it's not a big unit, uh, the condo, but I'm okay just coming down here to the lake. That has meant so much to me, so many memories. As, we, as if we're talking about memories here, I mean, to my left, uh, where I got married, to this area here where I used to walk as a as a little toddler and get bit by the ducks when you're trying to feed them. Ice skating here, playing hockey here, bicycling here, running here from my old town. Uh, just because this place meant so much to me, so many memories. My parents, and my siblings, um, these are the things that we think about, right? So uh, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, a couple things here. I'm going to go back to this post and just read some of the things that we were talking about, maybe. Just talk about some of these things that we were all remembering. Uh, all these people from my neighborhood, and then also uh, some family members in there as well. And it went for from me just uh, making this comment about things I was contemplating about our, our childhoods uh, to over 90 replies. Because everybody wants to go down memory lane. Because there's good memories there. Which segues real quick right to something else that I wanted to talk about is uh, Auld Lang Syne. It is a Scots language poem written by Robert Burns in 1788. And a lot of us sing it on New Year's Eve. We probably don't even realize what it's about. It's just a traditional folk song. And it's known around the world, especially in the English-speaking world. It's basically you're saying uh, goodbye at the stroke of midnight to the old year. And hello to the new year. It's also sung at funerals, graduations. Here's something I'm reading here on Wikipedia. It's also uh, part of the scouting movement in many countries to close the jamborees. It's pretty interesting. So, uh, hear the geese? <laughs> They're fired up, man. So the lyrics, basically it says, should old times be forgotten? Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Question mark. I personally don't wish to forget old acquaintances. Our life is built on making memories. Um, my life is built on making memories, going out and interacting with people, um, going on vacations, making memories. Thinking back to the encounters of life with my friends as a, as a kid walking around the neighborhood, you know, 
hanging out with people, doing stupid stuff, doing fun stuff. By the way, you may hear uh, the rain hitting on the windshield. It's starting to rain here. And I choose not to forget any of those things. The people have, have gone. People that we loved and care about, I choose to remember them all. So that song, uh, to answer the first line in that song, my answer is no. I choose to remember everyone and everything, both the good and the bad, because I feel it makes my life's memories that much more memorable and meaningful when I think of everyone who has been in my life now and in the past. So we will welcome the new year tonight. I don't know what you will say for <laughs> your New Year's resolution. It might be, this is the year. <laughs> be careful. Be careful what you wish for. So let me read some of these replies for uh, my post. Actually pretty funny, some of them. So my post was this. A little childhood clarification, please. Did the milkman bring just milk or was there a bread man as well? I'm thinking they were separate. One was named Charlie, question mark. But then there was a potato chip guy, and his chips were named Charlie's, question mark. And then there was the water ice man, the ice cream man, Jack and Jill, Mr. Softy, and the soft pretzel kid. But the water ice guy also sold soft pretzels. Then there was the Philadelphia Inquirer kid, and then the Bolton kid. And I was a Bolton kid. What am I missing? <laughs> and at that point, the replies began and want to talk about bringing back some serious memories, things that I had not thought about since I was a little kid. Things that suddenly I could recall hearing that sound or hearing that person yelling that. And bam, I was there, like standing there, looking out of my screen window in a t-shirt. I couldn't have been more than 10 years old. And yeah, there goes the, the vegetable huckster yelling, Jersey tomatoes, fresh Jersey tomatoes. But we come right up our street. Let me start by reading some of these replies. Patty says, yeah, there was a delivery called Charlie's Chips. Came in metal cans. Had cookies and pretzels as well. Uh, I replied, the rich kids got those. <laughs> we never had them. But she replied, grandmom had them delivered to her house. And Dee replies, we couldn't afford anything, but mom made sure we always had quality chips delivered by Charlie the Chip Man. I remember Charlie the Bread Man, the water ice guy, and the stars in the cups for free water ice, and the veggie fruit guy yelling up and down the alleys of southwest Philadelphia at my grandmom's. Kathy says, bought tons of candy for all of us poor kids. She always shared with me. And I said to Dee, I'm pretty certain we never had Charlie chips. That had been a luxury. But water ice, yes. And then I said, yeah, this isn't going to have to be a podcast. <laughs> Kathy replies, yes, absolutely. Dee says, mom's motto was always rob Peter to pay Paul. We were always struggling financially, especially the summers when dad, when dad's union would strike. However, mom always made the money for Charlie's chips. Wanamaker's in Philly, chocolate in our Easter baskets, and made sure we had new outfits from head to toe for Christmas and Easter, even if it meant the electric bill got paid late. Priorities. I gave D a bunch of thumbs up. And D also said, oh, and of course, Catholic school. And I said, ah, the block collection envelope when Monsignor would stop by all the houses. <laughs> and she said, yes. Forgot about those. The whole house would be cleaned and coffee or iced tea and cookies would be at the ready. 
My mom would often offer dinner ahead of time and we would be the longest stop, which meant we had to sit at the table and behave much longer. <laughs> and I laughed. And Mike says, uh, we had the Huckster, sold produce from a panel truck, sold Frank Soda by the court as well. Still remember sipping them on a hot summer day. Frank Soda is a Philadelphia thing. And I don't think it went any further than that, but if it did, you were lucky because it was good stuff. John says, uh, I remember milk being delivered to our house and a huckster with a variety of goods coming to my grandmother's neighborhood. Kevin says, I remember the milkman who came to your house dressed all in white and wore a white hat. I say, I'm thinking maybe we had vegetable hucksters as well, question mark. John says, we've come full circle with food being delivered again. Only now we order and pay for it online. How right he is. Andrew says, I'm pretty sure the milkman brought just more than milk. With a, with a crazy face. <laughs> uh, and Karen says, We had two milkmen to keep up with ten mouths to feed. Seal Test and Abbott's. We got four half-gallon glass bottles delivered every day. One day Seal Test, the next day Abbott's. My mom wanted to give the business to both local guys. Winter deliveries were the best. We would fight over who got to peel off the foil lid and eat the frozen milk off the top. We also got our OJ delivered by our milkman daily. Great memories. I replied to Karen, awesome. Then she replied, we also had Kenny the water ice guy who also sold warm Bernie's pretzels to go with his homemade cherry and lemon water ice. <laughs> Emphasized water, W-O-O-D-E-R, and that is a Philly thing because a lot of us say water instead of water. And when we heard that distinctive bell ring, we would all yell, Kenny, and run for the truck. And I gave Karen three thumbs up for that. Butch was the huckster, she says, that came around the neighborhood and sold fresh produce. Great topic, Tony. Nice stroll down memory lane. And I said to Karen, just thinking back to the good old days as a kid. Yes, great memories. And Kathleen chimes in. Great memories, Tony. John comes back and says, I also remember coal being delivered to my grandmother's house. Annie says, I think Jack was the milkman and Charlie was the bread man. And then there was Jack, the insurance man. I don't remember a huckster, but they definitely had one down in South Philly. Also had a phone booth across our street before the houses were there. I said, a phone booth on our street? And Annie says, yes, right across the street, down a little. There were no houses over there, just plowed over waiting for the developers to come in. I said, that's crazy. Kathleen says, wow, before my time. And I said to Kathleen, we were around, we were just in diapers. <laughs> That's why we're not remembering some of this. And then Annie says, Grandmom also had a coal chute in her basement too. And I remember that. Barbara says, Charlie was the bread man. He had other packaged goods in his truck. Ernie was the Jack and Jill man. He sold soft pretzels as well. I don't remember the milkman. I remember we had a huckster, but he didn't drive up and down the streets. He was parked up at the golf station in a parking lot. I remember that. I never thought about that before until she said that. Kevin says there was also a Daily Times kid. He was a Bolton kid, as I was as well. My mother went to Swiss Farms and we would get four gallons of milk at a time. I remember her talking about Wawa when it was just built. Bill says the Mosquito Man used to spray DDT for us to play in. <laughs> Anybody else used to have that? The Mosquito Man would come in a pickup truck with his with this space ray gun sticking out the back and spraying this 
beautiful fog, this white fog that we could hardly see through and we'd breathe in it and run and follow them on our bicycles down the streets, inhaling all the DDT. Jeez, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with our parents? Go play in the DDT. <laughs> oh man. Betsy says, John was a huckster. I used to make him apple pies for trading fruit. I said, wow, that's very cool. Then another John says, there was John the diaper man. <laughs> I said, not sure who that is, John. Is he from the neighborhood? Yui says, yes, he delivered the white diapers that used to have to use diaper pins with. And I said to you, I never know when to believe you, you. And he says, and John says to me, what did your parents use? And I said to John, I ran around naked until I was 10. And Yui says, I don't know what my neighbor was getting delivered, but all kinds of men came over there. <laughs> uh, clown. Barb says, Town Talk guy. The Town Talk was a newspaper, and they used to come around as well. Mary Ellen says, The milkman brought milk, butter, OJ donuts, bread. Some bought bacon. I know this from my husband, as he and his friends would make huge breakfast when they slept outside. Yes to Charlie's chips and pretzels. There was a huckster who came through Norwood, but not my neighborhood. We also liked the Mosquito Man. He loved to spray the DDT. Fun run through the smoke. We should not have made it out of our Tawanis. We were never allowed to get Mr. Softy, though. We got freeze pops when he came around. Uh, Mary Ellen, I did not get Mr. Softy either, uh, but sometimes Jack and Jill. And I said also, it is a miracle we inhaled the Mosquito Man fog, and we are all still here to laugh about it. Sandy says... South Philly had the fruit guy. He may have had eggs as well. The umbrella man, the insurance man, and I remember Gavilia Waterman. I don't know what that was, but I do remember him yelling from his truck. Interesting. Thank you for that share, Sandy. I said, yes, my grandfather sold vegetables. He grew on a piece of land by the Veterans Stadium before it was built. He then sold candy and then water ice in South Philly. My grandfather didn't speak a word of English, but he did work his butt off every single day. Steve said there was also a turtle man who would come out behind Taylor Drive, go into the swamp, catch snapping turtles, and he'd bring back some painter turtles for the kids. I, I started laughing because I did remember that, Steve. Yes. And Jim chimes in. I remember that fondly. Lou says, I remember those days, the fuller brush man and a man from the blind who sold the best brooms. My parents got the Chester Times delivered, insurance man who collected 10 cents a week. Man, I'm old. Bond bread man who had assortment of baked goods. I remember the cream at the top of the milk bottles. Great times. I replied to Lou, I'm coming to the realization, Lou, that I am old as well. And we laughed. Sue says, we did have a huckster. Sue lived about four houses up from me. He used to come in a beat-up pickup truck yelling Jersey tomatoes, peaches, and corn. Also, we had a carnival ride guy that came around. He would ride up and down the street pulling portable rides. I remember the whip. And the pony rides, she says. And then suddenly, that was one of those moments where I could remember this. This guy had these rides attached to his truck or his car. And you just paid a little bit of money and just got on this ride. And I hadn't thought about that for decades. And man, I thought that was cool. And I said to Sue, this sounds familiar to me, but I had to be really young then. I also remember the guy yelling Jersey Tomatoes. Thanks for that, Sue. Man, that takes me way back. And then it was the gas man. Yeah. 
Make sure you leave your back door open so some random dude named Gas Man can come into your house and read your meter. Or was he the water man? And Lou says, both, Tony. <laughs> Think about that. We just left our doors open. If our parents went out, they're like, oh, leave the door open out back. The gas man's coming. And then suddenly you'd hear, gas man! What gas man? Gas man! And some random dude would bang on your back door and walk in. And then you'd hear him slam the door behind him. Crazy. Uh, Sue says, he would yell, gas man. And he came up to the back door and just walked in. <laughs> man, have times changed. And John says, yep, water man as well. And then he said, don't forget, the parents put the garbage in a hole at the end of your driveway. It had a little bucket for your scraps. So disgusting. Lots of flies and maggots. <laughs> and I said, what? And Annie said, oh, don't tell me you don't remember that. Straight out the back door. I don't remember if it was close to the house or closer to the driveway. And I said to Annie, I kind of remember a hole or something covered. That's crazy. And she said, yeah, that was for the garbage man who was separate from the trash man. And Jim says, there was a turtle man. And I said to Jim, yeah. And we tried to sell him turtles. <laughs> Adventurous young people we were. He says, Tony, you were correct. And then Kathleen says, yep, I remember the huckster. Yes, the carnival rides on the truck, the whip. And she also says, uh, Phil and Jeff were the local pretzel boys. Loved putting mustard on and then sprinkling a ton of salt on my soft pretzel. Yum. I remember that, calf. Tommy says, the McDonald's, where the water ice man was. And then also happy to get a star printed inside my water ice cup. So what would happen is you'd have these little, I don't know, maybe seven ounce, uh, eight ounce cone cups. And they would take a stamp, like a, a blue star, and stamp it inside random cups. So if you got a blue star, or whatever color the star was that particular week, you got a free water ice. And everybody would eat their water ice down and pray. You got the star. Just the little things that we we forgot about, but man, that meant so much back in the day. Kathy says, I love this post. I gave her two thumbs up. And she sent me back a heart. And then a smiley face with some kisses and another heart. And I sent back Kathleen a smiley face. And Jim says, well, to add yet another tidbit, how about the pest control guy? Oh, this was Joe, excuse me, Joey. The guy that drove around in his truck spraying God knows what into the air to control the mosquitoes and bugs on Taylor Drive. We were riding our bikes right behind him in the smog cloud. I guess it was cool to do that at the time. LOL. And we did talk about that a little earlier, but I mean, it was definitely worth bringing up again. Um, I don't know how often he would come. We lived next to these marshlands, so the mosquito population was probably significant. And I know if you belong to the swim club as well, it was, uh, you know, they had that one of those mosquito control guns, those fogger guns up there as well. And we do the same thing, run around like nuts, inhaling that stuff. It almost had a, a kerosene chemical type of smell that I remember. But man, it was awesome. It just, it was like a cloud. It created a cloud. Fantastic. Gave Joey two thumbs ups. And then Lillian says, yep, there was both, a milkman and a breadman when we, when we first moved in. Best wishes to all. And I said back to her, you too. Happy New Year to you. I've known her my entire life. A simple post, a walk down memory lane. Great memories for me, for all these people. I want to just take this time right now to thank everybody 
uh, all my friends on Facebook, friends and family for participating and getting involved in conversations um, and, and getting involved in a simple post like that. That's what this is for. We may not like uh, Facebook and all the rules and the different influences that it may try to have all the social excuse me all the social media. If there's one thing it's really good for, it's it's this joining of friends that have been friends for a lifetime. And personally for me, I'm I'm grateful for it. So to everyone out there, I want to wish you all a safe, happy, and healthy New Year 2021 coming up. I don't know what it entails. I don't know what lies ahead for any of us. But I do know, at least for myself, as bad as this year has been, the positives are that mindfulness and awareness of how short and fragile life truly is. And for me, just a reminder that there are things way out of our control. And then that is where I got back in touch deeper with my faith. And I can't be anything but thankful for that. I'm thankful and grateful for the times that these tragic events this year have given me in the way of family time. If you haven't figured out what I'm doing yet, I'm trying to look at it as a glass half full. Thank you very much. Love you all, man. Seriously. It's been a great year in that aspect of us being aware of our friendships and our family and our loved ones and paying a little bit more attention to that. I really do hope things get better. Please remain safe. Happy New Year to you all. This is the year! <laughs> hey, it's, hopefully it truly is the year for whatever it is you would like to accomplish. I wish you all a safe, happy, and healthy New Year. And thank you very much for listening and giving your time to me, some random and ordinary dude from our little neighborhood. Take care. And thank you for listening to Finding Subjects. See ya. See ya next year.